You know, I have to say, I really, really admire this Phil Heath guy. He's, I mean, for those of you who don't know, he has won the last three Mr. Olympias. And this coming September, um, he's going for his fourth title, which is very, very, very groundbreaking. I mean, the thing about bodybuilding, especially the Miss Olympia contest, is that if you notice, like a lot of people that win the actual title, they end up winning it and then they keep winning it like consecutively. Like <clears throat> Ronnie Coleman won, I think, like eight or nine in a row, and uh, Lee Haney won several in a row. Jay Cutler won several in a row. It's like they 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 win it and then they keep winning it year after year. It's like a it's almost like a reign that they have over the contest, which is quite amazing because you know you don't really see that kind of title longevity in other sports. But you know bodybuilders they be on their game. So and Phil Heath is no different. Like he's going for his fourth title. He said publicly that he wants to eventually one day try and break Ronnie Coleman's record of eight Olympia wins. Phil he said he wants to win ten. And you know what? Um he is a pretty young guy, you know what I mean? Like he up he's only in his thirties if I'm not mistaken. So he very well could win ten Olympias. Like he definitely has the right kind of physique for it. And um Hey, I mean, Ronnie Coleman won eight, so what is, you know, taking on two more? You know what I mean? If he keeps, you know, being diligent in his training and keeps reaching for the stars, I think that he has the potential to do it, in my opinion. You know, looking at how he's progressed throughout the years and his philosophy on training, like he... He is very, very, very methodical in his training. Like, he's not like a reckless trainer. Like, he, he's a guy that really knows what he is doing. And as, as long as he continues to grow in his knowledge and grow in his physical development, I don't see any reason why he can't win 10 Mr. Olympias. Like, I, I feel like that is very achievable in his position. Um, and you know, the thing I love about Phil Heath is that his story is so inspirational. I mean, not just for bodybuilders, but just for people in general that, you know, have a dream and that they know what their destiny is and that they, you know, able to take that leap of faith and to reach for and try to achieve their goals. You know, because, you know, if you look back on Phil Heath's story, he got kind of a late start in bodybuilding. Like, he started... Like in his teens, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he started out in basketball. Um, and one thing about it, he did have... Uh, he was blessed naturally with naturally big arms. But that was pretty much the only thing he was blessed with. Like, other than his arms, you know, when he was like a kid and a youngster, he was very skinny. He was very narrow. And even when he, you know, started training... And started competing, you know, in his first bodybuilding shows. A lot of critics said that, you know, he didn't have, you know, the classical X-frame. You know what I mean? Which is basically, when they say X-frame, they mean like, you know, having like the wide clavicles, the narrow hips, and, you know, the expansive quad sweeps that a lot of bodybuilders have. You know, Phil Heath didn't start out like that. You know, even when he was, you know, beginning to compete... 
a lot of people were criticizing him, like I said, because, you know, he didn't have, you know, the, the, the gigantic structure and just wide from street to street kind of physique that a lot of, like, the mass monsters had at that time. And even when he had his clothes on, you know, he looked really, 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 really narrow. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, this was going to be a flaw for him, that he was never going to win a Mr. Olympia title. Well, look at the man now. And you know what I mean? Like, he's a guy, one of the things that Phil Heath has always done so rarely is that he has managed to take what other people called a flaw and has turned it into one of his strengths. For example, if you look at his back, you know, a lot of times, uh, throughout the years, a lot of people were criticizing him, you know, that he didn't have, like, a wide back. But, Phil, he said, okay, I don't have a wide back, but my back, let me train this back and let me make it, you know, the densest and the, you know, most cut-up back that anybody's ever seen. And that's exactly what he's done, and that's exactly what people see. Yes, he might not have the widest back on stage, but from spinal erector all the way down to from his shoulders all the way down to his ass crack. You know what I mean? He has the most shredded back of anybody, of any competitor on stage right now. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the man is brilliant in the fact that he's able to... Shut up all the critics and all the haysayers and the naysayers and whatnot. So, you know what I mean? He's 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 definitely an example to look up to as far as, you know, not letting what you might call an obstacle get in your way. You know what I mean? We're all going to have obstacles. You know, not, nothing is going to come easy for any of us. You know, one of the things that, you know, my parents always told me is that, you know, Anything worth having is not easy to attain. And if it is easier to attain, that probably means that it's not worth having. So if nothing else, I want y'all to leave this here podcast knowing that, you know, you know, don't be afraid by, you know, setbacks and hiccups and, you know, what, what we might call as roadblocks. Because... Usually, if you do see a lot of roadblocks, it's probably an indication that you probably are actually moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of what is in your heart. What what are you passionate about? What is your dream? You know what I mean? Like, we all have dreams. We all have passions. We all have things that make us tick. And those things are not just in us for no reason. You know what I mean? They were placed there by our creator. And, you know, usually the things that we think about, the things that we fantasize about, it's usually an indication that, you know, that's the direction that either that's our destiny or by following that, that's probably going to lead us in the direction or put us on the right path so that we can eventually find our destiny. And I feel like that's what Phil Heath is doing right now. I feel like Phil Heath is walking in his destiny. And that's why, you know, that's why I admire him so much. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not a bodybuilder myself by any stretch of the imagination. Although I do like to work out, but, you know, I, I, I do like to think of Phil Heath and like to follow his example. 
as I too am trying to follow my dreams in the media industry. But moving on from Phil Heath, you know, um, a lot of things have been happening in the bodybuilding world. For example, at this past uh, North American Bodybuilding Championships, there's been a lot of guys that have uh, won their pro cards. And in particular, this one dude named Dusty Hanshaw. Let me tell you something about Dusty. Um, I saw pictures of Dusty, and the man, I must say, is quite impressive. Like, I can see clearly why they decided to grant this man his pro guard, because he is jacked and on point from head to foot. Like, I can definitely see this man going to uh, some new heights in his career. And I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with the next phase of his career now that he's won his pro card. You know, because winning your pro card, that's a big deal. Um, and what a name, Dusty, Dusty Handshow. Like, you would have to have a lot of swagger to be able to pull off a name like Dusty. And let me tell you, he does have a lot of swagger. Like I said, he's very... He is a sight to behold. Like he's he's huge, but he's he has a lot of quality muscle on his body. You know what I mean? Like he you can definitely tell that he puts in quality efforts to be able to build the kind of physique that he has. And you know, his story is interesting too. Like he has a story that is kind of similar to a lot of, you know, other bodybuilders. Um, he didn't start out wanting to be a bodybuilder in particular. Like, he started out actually playing street hockey. And then from street hockey, he decided that he wanted to play ice hockey. And I think he went to, like, Utah to play for the Golden Eagles with hopes of one day, you know, playing in the NHL, which is the National Hockey League and the Pro Leagues. Um, but you know, one thing led to another and things went to the left and he ended up jacking up his shoulder and you know, tears were flowing when he, I guess he found out that the doctor said that, you know, because of his, the severity of his shoulder injury that he wasn't going to be able to play hockey on the same level that he was playing hockey on. So he just decided to move on. You know, still wanting to be active and athletic, he, you know, went to the gym to try to work out and train. And, I don't know, I guess somebody saw the progress that he was making or suggested to him that, you know, maybe we should try bodybuilding competitions. And so, you know, it was hard trying to diet. You know, he said that he was frustrated with how regimented and strenuous the diet, you know, that he had to be on in order to prepare for this competition. But he said that once he actually stepped on stage, something hit him and bit him in the ass and he was hooked on from that point on. And so now he's a competitive bodybuilder that loves it, you know what I mean? So, and that's a story that a lot of um, other bodybuilders have too. Like a lot of people don't, very seldomly will you see or hear of bodybuilders that initially like that was their first sport of choice when they decided to become, I guess, athletic. But you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, people, different people have different destinies and sometimes you can do something thinking that this is what you want to do and it's not necessarily that you're wrong, but stuff will happen that will lead you into another direction that you didn't expect and it would turn out that that thing that you thought was going to be, I guess, your downfall, ended up being a tool, ended up being something that God used to actually steer you into the right direction. 
know what I mean? And so, yeah, like Dusty Henshaw, definitely check out Dusty if you get a chance. Look up him up, look up, Google him, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, he's he's a very, he's a sight to behold, like I said. Um, and I'm definitely excited to see what the next phase of his career is going to be. And I'm definitely excited to see what's going to be going down at this here Mr. Olympia. Um, especially like the competition and the feud. Well, not the feud, but you know, the rivalry between uh, Phil Heath and Kai Green. Because, you know, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, Kai Green really should have been winning you know, the past Olympias here and there, because, you know, you see Kai Green, and the man is like a monster. He is such a monster. And, you know, he he's one of those guys that puts in the work. Like, he is almost, like, you see him training, it's almost like he's obsessed. And that's why, for me, I'm, I'm always curious and fascinated to know, like, how do the bodybuilders that you know, being so fiercely competitive, like, how do they interact with each other off the stage? Like, do they, like, are they cordial with each other? Or, like, do they send each other death threats? Or, you know, do they slash tires? I mean, I don't know. But, they, I mean, I don't know. They probably don't go to that extreme. But, like, I always wonder, like, is it an awkward situation when competitors happen to bump into each other like you know just casually on the street like what is that conversation actually like like is it is it friendly or is it you know friendly with some you know some curious undertones to it like what is that conversation what is that encounter like you know what I mean because I don't know like I've never played like a competitive diehard sport so I've never you know known what that whole world was like so I'm fascinated to see like what how do these bodybuilders interact with each other in normal everyday life if if ever you know what I mean like so I don't know I'm, I have to look that up but um but yeah like I said definitely check out the Mr. Olympia it's actually going to be broadcasted on TV this year um NBC Sports um is actually going to be broadcasting it the actual competition is happening in September, but they're going to do the broadcast of it um, in October, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be two broadcasts, so definitely um, go online and look up more information on that. You can also go to, I believe, flexonline.com to uh, find out the exact uh, broadcast dates. Um, so definitely check out, check that information out and stay tuned to see what kind of epicness is going to be going down with this year's Mr. Olympia. Um, and that's pretty much all I have for this particular episode. Um, I thank y'all so much for listening. And until next time, y'all, peace.